Welcome to the Secure Your Energy Show, where we have real life conversations with real life people. My name is Michael Gibson. My company is Fortress Power. Our show explores the solar and energy storage market. We air bi-weekly at 11 a.m. If you would like to be a guest on the Secure Your Energy Show, please visit us at bit.ly forward slash Secure Your Energy Show. Today, our guest is Shop Solar Kits. I'm very excited to have these guys on the show. We're going to have a great time, and um, we're going to get started. I'm going to bring both of them onto the stream, and we're going to, we're going to get this this party started on the road. So, Mr. Alex Smith, I know he's not the quarterback because he probably wouldn't be interviewing with me right now, but he might have some skill that I don't know about. We got Mr. Max Marshall from Shop Solar Kits. Uh, thank you guys for coming on to the show. Um, today, I greatly appreciate you guys being here. What I uh, we got a few fun things planned today. We have we haven't had three people on the screen at the same time, so it's just a little bit different. So bear yeah. with me as, as as I get through this today um, with these guys. So we got we got a few topics, but the first thing that I wanted to talk about is um, how did you guys get into the industry? For sure. Thanks for having us on the podcast here, Michael. Uh, this is great. Um, yeah, so I'll just jump right in here. Alex and I, I guess we met in university. Uh, we've been kind of entrepreneurial, starting online businesses uh, for many years now. And I guess in early 2018, we saw kind of the opportunity in the renewable kind of off-grid space. So we jumped on and made kind of a marketplace here for everything to do with battery backup and off-grid solar. Uh, and have just kind of been off to the races since 2018. Uh, yeah, as I say, multiple e-commerce based businesses. And then this one has really been taking hold for us. Uh, and yeah, it's, that's kind of, that's how it's been. Do you have anything else to add, Alice? No, yeah, it's basically sums it up almost three years now. It's kind of been crazy. The business has definitely evolved from where we kind of started um, to where we're at now and kind of the different products and, and kits and stuff. Um, but yeah. Well, it seems kind of a bold move. You know, for me, I'm just going to talk about talk about me for a second. Y'all here, but you're going to have a private thought. Really, an online business? That's that seems like that seems like a big. To say we met at university, and then we went to an online business. I mean, really, who who who? Not to put you on the spot, who led that effort? Really, was it was it both of you kind of saying this is what I want to do, or or just online business? It just seems like a lot to get into. Who, yeah. who spearheaded that thought? Or both of um, y'all? I mean, I'll just say here that Alex is probably a little bit more of this definitely online-based pushing this forward. Uh, I would say we're both fairly entrepreneurial and stuff like this, but it just kind of seemed the natural progression as well. Like e-commerce and renewable energy seems like the way of the future. Uh, and we have been starting online businesses and stuff for a while. So it felt like a natural evolution. I would I would say though that Alex probably pushed it forward with uh, kind of leaning into the e-commerce and online space. Um, so yeah, he's he spearheaded that for sure. I was gonna say um, since you've been doing this business, now you've been doing it for the past three years. What are the um, how has the customer's mindset changed? Like what have you seen changes, and what are main reasons why customers are calling you? 
For sure. Um, I can kind of spearhead that one. Really the biggest thing, Max and I were chatting about this before the show, and it's kind of like, you know, three years ago when we were first getting into this, it was kind of like the customers weren't really sure even if solar was going to work, if it was a thing. I remember when we were getting into it, my parents were even kind of like, so solar really works. Like that's actually a thing, eh? Like not even really totally sure on it. And now just in three short years, you've got way more phone calls. Customers are way more educated. They know it's going to work. They're more trying to figure out which system makes the most sense or which brand makes the most sense so that like education process it's still there of course um, but you're noticing it that the customers have way more access to to content they know it's a thing um and yeah it's just been crazy to see feels like with covid and everything else that's happened it's even just kind of propelled that even even forward even quicker so it's been super interesting and it's been i mean it's been great for business too really yeah also we just like the adoption of kind of renewable energy and people thinking about off-grid more and more, as Alex touched on just at the beginning, having to explain so much stuff and people now have access to everything kind of at their fingertips. Um, and yeah, it's just been a great evolution of the entire industry. I'm sure you guys know that as well. Let me ask this question. Who actually is buying these batteries? I mean, who's actually shopping for solar? I know there's a, a myth that, you know, it's like, you know, the doomsday preppers, uh, preparing for solar. It's just wackadoodles out there preparing for solar. I mean, I'm not a wackadoodle. I'm in the yeah. industry, but yeah. I know there's a misconception about people and solar. So, what type of people actually are purchasing um, from Shop Solar Kits? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it, it would wackadoodles, if you call them that, for sure. You get, I mean, you get the people that. That those people are there for sure, as as much as you say, you know, misconception stuff. We get those people, but I think it's moved from like less of you. I'm not. You don't have to be crazy to think that you should go solar. There's actually so much climate change issues. You know, the the grid failing all the time. The amount of customers that call and say, "I'm losing my power four or five times." It just happened in Texas too. Right. Yeah. That only propels it. And so you get these customers that are like, "Huh, maybe we should be doing the battery backup." But maybe they actually kind of feel like they're crazy. And a lot of what we do is like, "No, you're not at all." It makes total sense. And so. We kind of serve those like three main kind of um, customer avatars, if you will, which is the emergency preparedness, which I would say those kind of like the preppers kind of fall into that category, but it's all more generalized emergency preparedness now. You've got your off-grid living. I'm building a cabin. I'm building a home. I don't want to pay to have the utility company come out and, you know, pay X amount to them to then have a monthly yeah. bill. I'll just invest one time up front, build my system and and be off the grid that way. And then we do get, we don't dabble in it as much, but it is definitely an industry. And I bet you, I'm sure you guys see that a lot is like, you know, trying to offset some of their electrical bill. They have solar panels on their roof already and they either realized or didn't realize that, holy crap, I have solar panels on my roof, but if the power goes out, I don't have any, I'm still yeah. relying on the grid. So those are more like installer. Like we don't deal with that as much in the, the e-commerce space because we have the DIY customer kind of coming to us. So it's definitely those like emergency preparedness, off-grid living, and then a little bit more of the, a little bit of the off-grid setting their, or offsetting their electrical bill. Yeah. And in, in the off-grid living too, you, you also get people who kind of have uh, unique mobile lifestyles as well, living on a boat maybe, or living in an RV or a van. Uh, a lot of people need batteries for that and solar panels and kits for that as well. Speaking of RV, little plug, since it is the Secure You Energy Show, we do have a battery for that market. <laughs> just in case, this is just a shameless plug. Since I am the host, I get the Love it. shameless Absolutely. plug things. Absolutely. We have an E-Flex 5.4 kilowatt hour battery that works perfectly in the mobile, um, telecom, and even home backup space. Uh, but getting back on to topic, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. So when you come to to e-commerce, 
how did COVID, how has COVID really impacted you? Because, I mean, you weren't a brick and mortar store. So mm-hmm. being online, did COVID specifically, what, what did it do to your business? So I'll, I'll take this to start here and I'll jump in at any point, but there's been two main things. Initially, when it was happening, the big freak out, you know, everybody's running to the store to secure the the toilet paper and stuff. Yeah, the world's ending. It felt like it just was exponential growth at that point as well. Everybody just, I want battery backup. I need to get off the grid. The world's ending, all these kind of things. And so everybody wanted battery backup and to be able to sustain themselves because it just felt like the world was ending and nobody knew. To couple on with that, there, it was we're still feeling it now. It was incredibly difficult to get product into the country and then to customers as well. Um, so getting you know product to our warehouses was insanely difficult. You'll sell out in the first month and a half to two months um, when COVID is really ramping up. And then getting it through the ports, I'm sure you guys are experiencing it as well. Long Beach in California it takes months to get things through the port. And so you have an incredible demand for the products and extremely difficult time getting it to customers. It's created like, it's exciting, you know, a lot of demand, all, everybody wants it. Everybody's now understanding the value and the importance of having these kind of things, but difficult time getting it to customers. So it's been funny, it's, it's blown up. It's made the whole industry a lot more kind of in the spotlight. People are understanding the the power of all these kind of things, but uh, very difficult to get to them as well. Which in the beginning, though, it was, I remember kind of with talking with Max being like, oh, this is crazy. You know, for the first few months, we were like, we're not really feeling these supply chain effects. You know, we're just like getting, we're getting tons of sales and everything is going well. But it was like May, June, all of our suppliers started selling out, products started to, to that kind of initial craze, ate up all that stock. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, so it was like in the beginning, we were kind of like, oh, this is good, good, good. And then it just kind of, and still to this day, feeling the effects of the supply chains for sure. It's funny that you say that because it, it brought to mind, you know, at the beginning of COVID, uh, and I'm not going to go into a COVID conversation, but it was yeah. like, you couldn't find any toilet paper. No, so right. <laughs> it's exactly. funny to think that, you know, solar, uh, the products that go along with it, how people were taking everything so seriously um, with that mindset where you didn't have the ability to run out of product, where product was scarce. And I, I, I could speak for us personally, definitely has been a challenge, you know, with the tariff that got put in place uh, mm-hmm. with the down uh, staffing or understaffing of people just for safety reasons. COVID has definitely, you know, changed the business as we know, but it actually has been a blessing in disguise because now some people get to work from home a little bit more um, than before. And it gives us a little bit, you you know, the greatest change I think that had happened on us, to be honest, it allowed people to realize that we're human, Mm -hmm. that we could be touched. I I think that has been probably the greatest impact to me um, on our business because you actually have genuine conversations with people. Like a lot of times I'm calling customers and customers speaking to me. You didn't always have that undivided attention, even though they were spending a lot of money, they still had a lot of time invested in doing other things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely can understand that. Now here's, here's a question as a lithium battery provider. And since you are an online uh, seller of goods, this is what I want to know. Do you mostly sell lithium batteries now? Or do you still see a lot of demand for the AGM batteries? Yeah, it's a it's a great question and uh, something we we carry both those products. When we first started out, a lot of just mainly AGM lithium price points to the consumer. They were all were kind of sticker shock, I think, a little bit. As we've seen that those prices fall, lithium is definitely coming up and starting to take the lead. I would say over AGM, but we still sell 
a surprising amount of AGM. And I think customers, as we see the prices of lithium come down and meet it, you even see it. I've talked with the guy before the podcast. And he's like, you know, it's just probably making more sense to go lithium now based on the, the price points. So, I mean, we sell more lithium than AGM, but we do still sell a lot of AGM yeah, batteries. And with AGM too, and as we were talking earlier with everybody kind of understanding about this industry a little bit more, if you treat AGMs well, you can get, you know, a decent lifespan out of them too. So there's still a market for AGMs, but as Alex is alluding to here, as you know, lithium comes down in price and becomes kind of price reasonable with AGM, like lithium, we're going to see way more uh, sales moving forward. I think one of the biggest things you know, when you look at the lithium versus AGM conversation, is that the the thing about lithium allows you to have a little bit smaller systems. I mean, I, I talk sure. to people Much. that that have you know the AGM batteries, and it just requires more batteries, and a lot of that is just due to the depth of discharge issues that come with AGM. But obviously, it's at a more affordable price, uh, but it doesn't last as long, even though it does have a good lifespan on it. So yeah, AGM mm -hmm. batteries, you know, there's a place for all of us, you know, and, and that's what I like that there is a place for all of us. Now I have a question for you guys. You've been in the market now, you're, you're going on you know, a little bit of time. Where do you see yourself going, the battery industry actually going in, in five years? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question here. Um, basically we see it as lithium as the future when, it, if you boil it all down to that, you know, there's some exciting stuff, maybe coming out with hydrogen batteries and solid state batteries and stuff, but, uh, the new kids on the block is lithium and lithium ion specifically. So that is just where it's going right now. There's no question. Um, it's taking over and it's becoming, as we were just talking a second ago, way, way more cost, uh, effective for customers to make that kind of initial purchase anyway. So basically in the future, we see lithium being the, the number one, potentially, as you can see in California as well, new houses need to have solar panels on it. Maybe there'll be a future where every house needs to have some type of battery backup system. Who knows, but it's definitely a, as it stands right now, a lithium future. That's what we're seeing. That's what I'm thinking anyway. I think so. I agree with that. And I also think Michael, you mentioned, you know, the size the overall size of the system, I think we'll see hopefully and I, and confidently that the size of the lithium batteries will start continue to get even smaller and smaller and it'll be we'll probably be laughing about you know the kilowatt hours and the size of the the battery um yeah. and what you can get in kilowatt hours and the size of the battery in in just another five years i'm, I'm sure of it it's kind of like what your cell phones used to be when you watch an old movie when a guy had a car phone it was like this big block and <laughs> yeah he, he exactly. was something special <laughs> dialing it you know? exactly yeah. <laughs> never imagine you know now I mean, I know we got the bigger uh, screens on some of these phones, but, you mm -hmm. know, you can carry a phone, you can literally carry a, a computer. And one of the things that has drastically changed, I can see happening is like your screens on TV. It used to be, you know, you had these huge TV screens, right? And, fat and it was boxes, big, big fat boxes. And you thought you were the man because you had, you know, a few lines of resolution. And now you got screens yeah. that are like this thin, literally, right? Uh, with a million yeah. lines of resolution. So yeah, I'm excited to see where, where it's going. I think overall, the industry is moving in the right direction, because, you know, lithium itself is a very safe chemistry. Um, I know there's different levels of, of mm -hmm. chemistry inside mm -hmm. of the lithium family, but it's a very safe chemistry and not a lot of maintenance, you know? So 
that that changes the game because it's not a lot of maintenance. Yeah, you remember the old flooded lead acid batteries? You have to put distilled water and scrape it down and stuff like it's just it's like the the Stone Age is thinking about those kind of technologies now. So yeah, it's incredible. You can feel it with customers too. Like you know, we I joke with customers when they're going from AGM to lithium. They're like, I feel like it's a literal weight off my shoulder because I'm shaving like a 500 pound battery bank for like 75 pounds of lithium. This is just crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you're literally and figuratively a weight off your shoulders. The yeah. maintenance. Yeah and the, the just the pure weight of the old batteries absolutely well it's funny because growing up the mindset of a battery and when i started to work with fortress power how my mind shift just totally changed because you know we have big batteries we have an 18.5 kilowatt hour battery mm-hmm. and when i first heard about it i was thinking like man how big is this thing that's that's <laughs> like my mind just was going back to the other batteries that I've seen other people had. And I just thought it was going to be some huge, huge system. And it really is just looks like a little compact fridge. Um, yeah. So it's amazing the changes. And just to kind of segue into that, that battery that I was mentioning is our Evolt battery. Uh, which mm-hmm. inverter do you find is most popular with, you know, the Evolt offering? I mean, for us, it's by far the Solark, the the 12K, probably. Um, we have actually have a kit on our website. It's like two E-Volts and a Solark 12K. That kind of seems to be the one that a lot of customers are calling about. It's pretty hard to beat the Solark. It's got all the bells and whistles, everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Amer- made in a uh, Texas company. So lots of phone calls coming out of out of the South for the Solark. And yeah, yeah. Black, maybe Schneider and stuff. But yeah, I'll, as Alex alludes to, it's mostly the solar i would say for us and i think fortress actually has positioned it nicely as well the the solar on their website as um a really solid option so i mean that just that helps us as well and stuff because customers are already calling again back to that you know they're already educated usually when they're when they're touching us um and they've kind of narrowed it down and and just need um to kind of verify that they're under the right line of thinking basically well as you stated we do work with all three manufacturers um, that you mentioned, the Outback, the um, Schneider, and Solar. We work with other manufacturers. But, yeah, Solar has been a nice pairing for us in the lithium solar storage space. Mm-hmm. That is a nice pairing. Speaking of that, inverters, just simply because it's all in one. It, it has everything. You don't need to add, you know, the charge controller. It has the breaker. It does communication. So it, it does pair very well and it makes for easy easy installs for most of our customers so it is a very popular unit that we do see paired with the evolt and given the capacity of the evolt i mean it speaks for itself i mean sometimes people will say you know they have the biggest battery and i'm like well have you seen our battery right (laughs) yeah it's true it's true 18.5 kilowatts man it's huge it's it's a lot it's yeah and and you know what I find very interesting, and I don't know if you get these type of questions on your, your site. A lot of times people will want to compare our units to other ones. So they'll say, like, well, give a comparison. If I have two of these, uh, I need two of yours. And I'm like, well, you don't really need two of mine. 18.5 kilowatt hour is sufficient for for most you know homes. Obviously, having more battery gives you more days off mm-hmm. grid. But... Eighteen point five is 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 a nice size battery. It's huge, yeah. In comparison to the other options too, that customers are looking. At, I think that's you, the, the calls we are usually getting is like, "Holy cow! I see this Evolt here. This thing's massive. Can you kind of tell me about it?" Because they're realizing that they can 
they don't have to worry about doing two of something else. They could just mm -hmm. do one with one soul arc. And yeah, we get that DIY customer that's like, huh, I could actually probably install this thing myself too. And then the save, they're just seeing dollar signs um, for savings, basically. I think that that dollar sign saving is also immaterial, but also in time spent. If you look at it, true. when it's just one battery, and I know we as Fortress, we have a smaller battery that requires multiple. But if you have the space to put the E-Vault in, it just makes sense to put mm -hmm. it in because you're not having multiple bus bars, you're not having all this stuff. You're just able to put that battery in. Clean. Clean. So simple. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a next question that I want to ask you, and this is what sort of impact do you see China have on the lithium batteries? For sure. Um, I mean, as they kind of took over for PV manufacturing, um, I think like I think Alex and I are in agreement. I think I foresee that happening as well. They're kind of the biggest manufacturer and distributor of lithium as it is as it stands right now. I know Tesla and Elon there, they've got something in Nevada, a mine for lithium as well. Um, but I mean, they are the number one exporter and manufacturer of lithium. So they have a big impact on the industry in general. Um, and we're also seeing like, you know, a lot of our customers wanting American made products, stuff like this, um, and just letting them know that there are fantastic quality products coming out of China. This is where the vast majority of lithium is right now and will be for you know, the foreseeable future. So um, just kind of educating people that China is going to have a big impact on the lithium industry moving forward. And to just know that there are fantastic quality products coming out of China um, as it stands right now. And they're just, they, they are going to own the lithium industry, I believe here for the next at least five to 10 years. In saying that, I mean, obviously we would love to see you know, an American made brand come up, pop up or, you know, see uh, the U.S. start kind of joining in in the party. We do have a ton of demand for it. We get a lot of phone calls. We're proponents of that. We would love to see it and, and you know, look for ways. But as Max is alluding to, it's extremely hard to compete with um, the, the quality now that China's putting out and the price point. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing that we we're proponents of, we don't really care where it comes from. As long as it's quality, we're going to look at it. We're going to, mm -hmm. and, and if it's quality, it's good. Do you have to pay attention and make sure that if you're going to go on AliExpress or something and try and buy a random lithium battery or lithium cells and yeah, the quality could be um, hit or miss, but yeah, there, there is quality stuff coming out of there. It'd be great to see more stuff happening in the U S but I'm not sure I, we might, it might be too far gone at this point. Potentially we'll see, I guess. If well, I like. think um, what you said is so key because I have I have a lot of people that say I'll just buy direct. What do I need you for? I'll just I'll just buy direct. Uh, I I always caution people: be careful what you ask for, <laughs> because buying direct or versus buying from a place like like your shop solar kits or buying from the manufacturer, there are always levels of security that happens mm -hmm. when you buy from. You know, credible places. I'm not saying those places are not credible, but I know lead time, returns, being able to get somebody on the phone. You got to consider all of that when you're purchasing products. Yeah, now, you might be buying grade B cells when you think you're buying grade A cells. It could be already used for 4,000 cycles and they're putting it in another battery. You don't necessarily know all that. Um, 
so yeah, I, I completely agree with those. And what safety concerns, right, Michael? You you talk a lot about the safety of lithium and stuff, and it's just like we're dealing with. I always tell that to customers. You know, you know, if you're gonna try and maybe cheap out on your panels or cheap out, there's other places to cheap out on, quote unquote, than your battery bank. I mean, that is not a place that you necessarily want to be cutting corners, safety reasons. And you're gonna be invest even if you try and do it yourself, you're gonna be investing a ton of money. And like you say, if you have no recourse, no one to get on the phone with, no one to deal with, I mean, it it generally, you know, obviously we we uh advise against it but yeah the vast majority of your cost of your system is going to be your battery bank right now so why cheap out on that as well, well well that's what i was going to say is like the, one of the most expensive parts is mm -hmm. the batteries and also mm -hmm. as you alluded to earlier when you said about texas well what good is a battery if it's not reliable when you need it right and i for, for me I mean, I'm not Rockefeller. I mean, I'm, I got a nice shirt today. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I'm not Rockefeller or anything. And if I'm going to invest this type of money, I want to make sure, as you stated, uh, Max, tier one distributor, mm -hmm. because people don't realize that, you know, there's different levels of lithium. Mm -hmm. Big time. And, in, and inside of the, the chemistry, there's different level of cell manufacturers of those batteries. So mm -hmm. you could be going to a tier one on mm -hmm. the manufacture of lithium or you could be going to a tier two or a tier three so it's it's definitely to me not worth it now i gotta yeah. I, go ahead go ahead Max. well i'm just gonna say and like with the life cycles on lithium it's incredible right they can six thousand plus cycles sometimes but like you can also take out those cells from a used battery and put them in another battery and so you might and then it'd be sold that way. So you might be expecting that you're going to get your 6,000 cycles, but actually these cells are coming from a battery that's already been cycled 5,000 times. So you're just not going to get that. So it does make sense to not cheap out on the battery aspect of your system. If you're going to be investing in it, invest properly in the battery bank. So we're going to move to another question. And this is one that I'm seeing a growing demand and it's EVs. Uh, EV, short for electrical vehicle, just in case you didn't know. How do EV? I know you knew, but our guests. Yeah, <laughs> sure, absolutely, absolutely. How do EVs factor into the re renewable energy and solar uh, power space? Um, well, I mean, yeah, they're, obviously they're taking off right now. Tesla and Neo and China. There's tons of. Uh, EV companies popping up and stuff. So we get a, a number of calls every day about people basically wanting. It's kind of like the ultimate off-grid dream, right? Is you have your solar panels on your roof, you got your big, you know, e-volts or your your battery bank at home, and then you can charge up your EV from your kind of off-grid system. You can just zip around your energy completely independent there. Um, so yeah, we get tons of calls about that. People wanting to be able to charge their EVs via solar or making a little solar shed with batteries, right? That just, just re, um, charges itself. And then you use that for your EV. Similarly, people are realizing that, oh, wow, I've got an 80 to hundred kilowatt hour battery essentially sitting in my driveway. And, um, you know, if the How grid do goes it? down, yeah, can I backfeed this into my house if the grid goes down and use some of that energy? So, yeah, I mean, there's tons of uh, really cool stuff happening around EVs, and it's just a very cool time in the whole space right now with EVs. You know, Tesla obviously leading the way, but then just so many other pop-ups co uh, companies coming right now. It's very exciting. And I think it's interesting because I don't know if we didn't we didn't necessarily see the correlation. We're just seeing it now with all the phone calls, but it's just interesting that someone buys an EV and then their natural mindset is like, I should take my EV and build my own off-grid solar charging station for this thing. And that would just be super cool. So it's kind of interesting how that consumer 
that's their their next natural thought process. There's really no maybe they didn't even think about solar beforehand, but now that I own this EV, this mm-hmm. feels like the next place to invest my cash, which um, is probably great for the future, right? Of clean energy and solar adoption and everything. If someone's going to get into an EV and then start to naturally think about um, solar, it's yeah. going to be good for everyone. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fast thirty minutes, so we got three. We got three minutes. Now you can go a little overtime if you want to, but we got th- we got three minutes. And what I want to ask is, you know, in the in the final couple of minutes, is what's your vision for Shop Solar Kits in the next five years? Yeah, I think I mean the biggest thing for us and and what we've been doing all along, but what we want to continue doing is just like take the friction out of going solar. Our mission is like make solar simple for everyone. You call us, you know, we're not taught, we're not dropping condescending lingo or trying to make, you know, just trying to make things super simple. And so it's kind of, you know, leaning into more custom kits, helping customers have one click options to just be able to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, this is what I need. This is what I want to run. And this is, um, the the kit for me so definitely um leaning into the storage aspect as well with e-vaults and and building out more complete systems one thing we we've been doing we've seen happening now as we've been on with uh, fortress and and uh solark as kind of customers saying hey i see you got this and this what you know sort of solar panels would go well with this and what racking would i need to add on to it so it's probably getting more bigger scale kits like that that customers can just kind of go and and check out and boom, they've got battery backup um, yeah. on their house. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly. Basically, we'll be your partner for it. anything you need to do solar, and we'll make it simple for you because there's still as much as we're talking, customers understand and know a lot more about solar. It still can feel kind of overwhelming if you want to back up your house and get panels and go off grid. And so we'll just make it simple. That's kind of the whole vision is just simplifying this for customers uh, moving forward for renewable energy adoption. Well, I want to say thank you. We're going to have to do this again because this 30 minutes kind of flew by. But I want to thank both of you for tuning in and and just spending some time out of your busy schedule because I know that you guys, you know, are out there saving the world one solar kit at a time. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for for having us, Michael. Thanks for uh, setting this up. That was great. It's been a pleasure. I greatly appreciate it. And, again, this is Shop Solar Kits. Please check them out. Um, buy buy their stuff. Make them sell out of solar kits, specifically batteries. Um, <laughs> exactly. And then, so you can go battery, inverter, panel, and rack in that order. I know you want to do it in reverse, <laughs> right? But I might be a little biased. Just a little bit. But thank you Love again, it. guys. Absolutely. Thank you.